And welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. I am Cody Fields, the president of Noseminster LLC, or the owner, or whatever you want to call me, which involves Nose Pedal Westminster Effects and now a native pedal company. Also joining me is Bradley Cox, the lead pastor of Resurrection Church here in Greer, South Carolina. He's also my pastor. Say hi, Bradley. How are you doing, everybody? And we also, via the interwebs, we have John Ross, who's a grumpy Lutheran who also plays in church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Guten Tag, ya. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> my goodness, that's how we're going to start, huh? Right, kicking uh, it off. <laughs> right. So, who are you people, and why do you want to be on this podcast? Go for it, John. Oh, geez. All right. Well, hey. Uh, this is John from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I am in my spare time and, and, and whatnot. I'm a, a worship musician at Christ Lutheran Church. Throughout college, I uh, had a, a really deep interest in, uh, in worship music, orders of worship, liturgy, stuff like that. Uh, pursued a degree uh, to that effect, uh, kind of worked through that. Um, and uh, now in my normal career, I'm a systems engineer for a uh, real estate focused uh, kind of web app uh, company and uh, use that to uh, fund buying Cody's pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind at all. And, uh, and supporting my, uh, my family of five, including myself, my wife, Kelly, and my three children, uh, Micah, who's seven, Malachi, who's four, and Selah, who is one, and she's my pretty little girl. So that's me. Why, awesome. I, well, and, why, why do I want to be on this? Po- I don't know. Yeah, you, you asked me, and we thought it was a cool idea. And, fair enough. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much disparity in Christendom of what worship is, mm-hmm. and so few public discussions happening about what worship is. And I think that this would be a great opportunity to uh, kind of cultivate that conversation, and I'm excited to be part of it. Very cool. And what about you, Bradley? Uh, Yep. I am, like you said, lead pastor of Resurrection Church in Greer. Um, I grew up in this area and um, grew up in church. I mean, I'm 41 years old and I've been in church 41 years and nine months. It's, um, you know, my parents and my family and I, this is just what we did, even though my, I'm not a PK, but... um, being involved in church and particularly in church worship is something that's been a part of my whole life. Um, I am a lead pastor now, but um, I've been in full-time ministry for almost 20 years. And the bulk of that time uh, ministry has been done through worship. Uh, I've been a part of worship teams, leading worship teams. Uh, That's really the majority of what I've done in ministry. Um, Even a lot of the missions trips I've been on and whatnot have been, a lot of times centered around doing worship, leading worship um, in in the places that we go. So it's a big part of my life, and um, and uh, and I'm glad to be on the podcast where I agree with John. I mean, there's not enough conversation happening right now, um, and so to have this conversation about worship, what it is, what we're doing, why we're doing it, what we should be doing, 
you know, exposing the blind spots. I think there's a ton of blind spots uh, for all of us. Um, and to be able to have conversations that bring those things to light to help us think better about what we're doing um, is is really, really, really cool. And I'm married too. I have a lovely wife, Mary. Uh, almost 20 years of marriage, two beautiful kids. Um, like to play golf, like to grill. Um, I like sports. Um, yeah, that's probably more than people want to know, but there you go. <laughs> well, I guess to introduce myself for uh, those of you whom I haven't annoyed in various and sundry Facebook groups, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, John is regularly a part of. Uh, Bradley, not so much because he's much nicer than we are on the internet. <laughs> I just don't get on it. I'm not nicer. Oh, I just, fair enough. Fair I enough. I don't get on it. So, uh, long story short, uh, the great irony of Westminster Effects and even this podcast is I grew up in the Church of Christ, which they are all a cappella which obviously nothing wrong with that, but there's also an intense amount of legalism uh, inherent in in that they won't call, call it a denomination, but it is. So that led to a good deal amount of struggling with my faith, uh, what's real, what's not, especially having so many friends that were Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, whatever. And then I finally understood, without the term itself, uh, the doctrine of grace alone, uh, and not to get ahead of ourselves an episode, but what Scripture actually said and what it actually meant. Um, And then within that search, eventually, through God's providence, I ended up here at Res, and within, what, a year of being at Res, I had started Westminster, Mm -hmm. partially with partially with the goal of saying, hey, let's read better books. <laughs> it was, it was. there's a lot of, to put it bluntly, a lot of nonsense out there that really doesn't have uh, its root in what God has said about himself. If God has said something about himself, then let's go by that. Hmm. And And I really care about uh, being a musician myself, I understand that the the artsy side of people doesn't want to really analyze a lot of of doctrines or read a whole lot of books. We typically go by by feeling, but Jesus said we'll worship in spirit and in truth. It's it's not either or. It's not just head or heart. It's head and heart, mm-hmm. and that's that's my big push. That's my big hope. Uh, with what comes out of this podcast. It also came out of uh, my friend Sam Jones in Houston had a great worship-leading podcast called The Worship Lab, and then he killed it. So, Sam, if you're listening to this, this is partially your fault. (laughs) So this is just a very quick intro podcast. Most of these these episodes are going to be about 30 minutes long. So what we're going to do now is end with some recommended reading, uh, whether typically it would be on a subject, but since this is just an intro, throw us whatever you want. Go ahead, Bradley. Um, 
Well, I had one prepared for the uh, the next episode, <laughs> um, but um, I, I'll throw out. I just finished uh, John Piper's um, reading scripture supernaturally. Um, yeah, and fantastic book. I think Piper does really well um, capturing what you're just talking about, Cody, is that it's, it's, it's not this either or thing when it comes to uh, what we feel and how we think um, and how we think about what we feel. Um, it's the, the point of reading Scripture is the same as the point of worship itself, is we want to see and savor the beauty and worth of God mm-hmm. and His Son Christ, and that that's what's happening when we read the Bible. We're not just processing words, black ink on white pages, and this information is just helpful. It's transformative, and it's transformative because of who we see when we read. Um, I I don't remember the specific reference, but uh, in the Old Testament it says, you know, and the Lord appeared to Samuel at Shiloh by the word. Um, it, it, we are going to see Christ and his beauty and the majesty of God when we read Scripture. And I think Piper's book does a really good job. It, it, it provoked worship in me, and I know a lot of this podcast is going to be about that. And, um, and it, it really sort of trained me to think more about my time in Scripture as a time of worship itself. It's, it's not detached from my enjoying of God, savoring of God. Um, it's, it, can, it can come together. There's a, there's a synergy there that happens. So great book, Reading Scripture Supernaturally, John Piper. Very cool. What you got, John? So mine's more on the practical approach, kind of a, a, a primer, right, for, for this, whole, this whole series. Um, I mean, even, even between the three of us uh, here on, on the podcast, we come from very different traditions. Um, like many good traditions, their form of worship was at some point in the past or the present uh, kind of thrown together in, in, a, in a hymnal or a hymn book or a book of common prayer or, or, or something like that. If your tradition to the listeners out there has a hymnal, read it. Because it's not just music, right? It's not just music. It's, it's a whole description of what your tradition views about God, how he's revealed himself to us, and how we're to return praise and thanks to him, right? Um, so my tradition, Lutheran, yeah, um, we have uh, the Lutheran service book. That's the, uh, that's the, most, that's the most recent. Uh, and there was an excerpt that I'd love to share um, this comes from the introduction of, of the Lutheran service book uh, and, and really frames a great perspective on, on what, uh, what worship is, at least from the, the, the Lutheran uh, tradition. However, uh, there will be a lot of commonalities in this as well. The Lord serves us today through his holy word and sacraments. Through these means, he comes among us to deliver his forgiveness and salvation. The Lord's service calls forth our service in sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving to him and in loving service to one another. Having been called, gathered, enlightened, and sanctified by the Holy Spirit, we receive his gifts with thankfulness and praise. With psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we joyfully confess all that God has done for us, declaring the praises of him who has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. 
Our song joins with every saint of every age singing the new song of Christ's holy people, declaring, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. There's worship. And if your tradition has a hymn book, pick it up. And if it doesn't, find someone else's and pick it up. Preferably this one. (laughs) Because in today's day of wanting to be somewhat less formal, less rigid, more spontaneous in in some, uh, some situations, a lot of the rich, what we call historicity of the church can be lost. And that's not to say that we should rest solely on tradition or what the church has done. By no means, we should rest upon scripture, and we'll talk about that in our next episode. But knowing where we come from, and how those who have gone before us in the faith expressed their praise and thanksgiving to the very same God is super helpful. That's yeah, that's pretty awesome. We we often tend to lose sight of the fact in 2018 that our faith is an ancient one. It mm. didn't pop up in the last 150 200 years. It's been around much much longer than that by people that looked nothing like us, that thought almost nothing like us too. So I guess uh, I'll go ahead and go with my recommended reading for the week. Uh, I'll uh, parrot Bradley, at least in authorship. And (laughs) (laughs) since we are are both John Piper fanboys, this one's Desiring God. And that one, uh, mainly for the fact that it wrecked my theology more than anything other than the Bible itself Uh, and how it touts God's God-centeredness within the gospel and how we should take joy in that where God God didn't save us just just to be nice he saved us for his glory and we should revel in that mm-hmm. so that's all I got so I guess that'll wrap up this week's episode a little abruptly because this is our first one and we've never done this before uh, <laughs> but one tradition <laughs> one tradition that we're also going to start, Uh, And this will be uh, of interest to any artists out there is any Westminster artists are eligible to uh, throw me a song to be featured at the end of an episode. So we're going to leave you uh, with this song by the band Juno and their song Answers, which features Westminster artist Greg Minata. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week.